You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I am good as well. We are rolling through another week here. And, Matt, we're going to continue our Superflex Dynasty team building exercise. And, actually, I should say we're going to conclude that. We we are going to take a look at round four today. Uh, make our fourth round pick to go along with our first three, and and we'll kind of wrap it up from there. We've got some other things planned for next week. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's it's been good to kind of look at a startup dynasty uh, strategy, some of the players that we like, some of our overall big picture strategy thoughts. But we're going to to wrap up our teams four rounds in today, and and I feel pretty good about my squad. Yeah, yeah, I like your squad better than mine. Um, but this has been a fun little exercise, and I think it's been good for our listeners to kind of understand our thought process of how we plan to set this thing up so we can get value in the seventh round and eighth round and all those things, too, and aren't reaching for guys. Absolutely, and even though we're not going that deep with this, we will, of course, continue all off season to talk about not only the top players, the players you'll find in the first four rounds, but we will dig deep with some players to buy and sell in Dynasty, some uh, second, third, fourth round rookies to target. We will cover it all this offseason. Absolutely. Let's get to round four. Um, it is my pick. I've got the early option here and the, the top six picks of round four. Uh, in the first three rounds, I've taken Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Uh, and in the third round that was on yesterday's episode chose Cam Akers. So I have three players coming off pretty successful rookie seasons. And that is, that is very typical of, uh, an actual team I would build in a super flex league. I'm looking for quarterbacks early. I'm certainly looking for those younger players to build my team around for really for years to come. And, and I feel that's, that's kind of win-win because sometimes you get in a league that's just not as active. You you can't trade players. Uh, you can't treat your league like a stock market because you can't find the trade partner. Yeah. So even if uh, even if these uh, these players aren't necessarily moving, if if they do end up staying on my team for the next two, three, four years, I'm pretty happy with who I have. And and again, they're they're younger options. So. Um, I'm good with that piece as well. So Herbert, Burrow, Akers, let's look at the first six picks of the fourth round. We've got Ezekiel Elliott at 4.01, Antonio Gibson, Calvin Ridley, Austin Eckler, Chris Godwin, and Aaron Jones. So uh, I'm, I'm not getting a quarter, uh, quarterback here, which no. with, with two quarterbacks already, I wouldn't really consider that at this point. Uh, no tight ends here. We saw Kelsey and Kittle both go off in round three. Uh, so we'll, we'll have a little bit of a gap before we see any other tight end. I don't think we're going to have one in round four at all. So it, this is uh, a wide receiver or a running back for me. 
one of the themes of our conversation these past uh, three episodes that we've we've done this exercise is the depth of the wide receiver position and and because of that we feel like we can wait um, so we're we're three rounds in and neither of us have have taken a wide receiver and I would say I know you kind of flirted with the idea idea of taking Tyreek Hill in in round two to pair with Mahomes. Other than that, we haven't really even strongly no. considered a wide receiver. And I gotta be honest, I, I'm I'm kind of happy I'm not on the clock with what you're looking at. To be honest with you, yeah, uh, I, w- I was thinking as I was looking at this fourth round, and, and we'll get into your options uh, in our in our second segment. Uh, it, it definitely feels like we've seen a tear break from the the options that we were talking about yesterday. And again, this is January uh, ADP data that we're pulling this from, that we're using. We will have some February data very soon. Uh, those mock drafts are underway. So the the 2021 rookies are going to crash this party, and we'll see. We'll certainly see Trevor Lawrence. We'll see Justin Fields uh, in, in these top four rounds. We'll see Najee Harris, I think. We'll see Jamar Chase. So all of those are players that are, are, are going to come in and, and, and see an immediate value. We'll, we will see those guys in the top four rounds of super flex drafts and, and certainly see those running backs and wide receivers in those top four rounds of one quarterback drafts as well. I have, a, I have a real quick question for you, and I've been meaning to ask this for five years of doing whatever, doing the show with you. Okay. But doesn't this seem like the time of year when team building's the hardest? If you don't include the rookies, because everybody's a year older, you know what I mean? Like, right. we've lost some guys, some guys have fallen off, and we haven't got the influx of talent yet. Like, the pool is it, it, the pool's the shallowest it is all year. Uh, I, I would agree with that. Yes. Yeah. The, um, some of the shine has, has kind of worn off the rookie class, uh, at least in a lot of cases, uh, we don't have, as you mentioned, we don't have those next, that next set of rookies. So yeah, it, it, it can be difficult. Um, I do think in January and February, if you're doing those really early dynasty startup drafts, uh, not, not just mocks, but if you're starting a brand new league that early, there's some real advantages. You can really find yeah. some value um, if you can kind of kind of get away from the season that just ended. Uh, obviously, we want to take that into consideration when we're um, when we're looking at at the new value. But I think sometimes those early drafts just become basically a, a list of how players scored the the previous season, and um, we don't we don't want it to become that. No, right. Good point. All right, so let's look at these options again. We've got four running backs, two wide receivers. The receivers are Ridley and Godwin. Uh, I certainly like Calvin Ridley quite a bit, but again, I'm I'm thinking about that depth of the uh, of the position overall. And honestly, even though I don't have a receiver yet, I, I still feel like I could wait there and and be totally fine. The running back options. Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Gibson, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones. These guys, um, we could see, especially the the latter two, I think Eckler and Jones, we could really see their value change potentially this offseason and maybe their, their role and their usage change moving forward. Obviously, Jones is a free agent. Uh, we'll see where he lands. Most people think that will be with a new team. 
Um, Eckler has a new coaching staff. And, and then you look at Zeke and Gibson at the top of this draft back-to-back. You know, maybe, maybe ironically, uh, mid-season, I made a trade. I, I made this trade in one of my dynasty leagues. I traded Antonio Gibson for Ezekiel Elliott. Hmm. And I'm not feeling great about that right now. Yeah, I, I, so how much of you won that one? I, I kind of regret it. Actually, I think I, I think I added to it, honestly. I think I threw a pick in there or, or something. So uh, I, I don't love that deal right now. I don't know if this is going to make me feel much better, but I'm, I'm going to go the other way here and, and maybe make up for that a little bit. I'm going to take Antonio Gibson and continue my string of 2020 uh, rookies to, to build my team around. So that gives me... Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Cam Akers, and Antonio Gibson. He's the running back I would have taken as well. And I've, I've totally made a 180 on Gibson after watching his rookie year. And I think his injury down the stretch might have his stock about as low as it can go. Yeah. There's still risk with him, though. You know, I mean, he's not out of the woods. Um, but I, I, he would be the back I took of that group. But to be honest, and this might shock you, I would have selected Calvin Ridley if I were on the clock with these six, just because I'm so high on him. I think he is as safe as they get, and I just love the idea of Arthur Smith taking over an offense that's already really talented. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Uh, if I went wide receiver, I would have gone Ridley over Godwin. Again, Godwin, a free agent. We we think he stays in Tampa, but a little bit of uncertainty there as well. Uh, we we know what Ridley's got at least for the next year or two uh, with this quarterback. You mentioned the new coaching staff coming in. Seems to be pointing up for him. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a young quarterback to add to the mix. Uh, right, the future, right. That, right you we, know? we could see that with that fourth pick in the NFL draft. So we will wrap up this part, at least my team, of this, uh, this Superflex Dynasty team building exercise that gives me Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, Cam Akers, and Antonio Gibson, and no wide receivers through four rounds, no pass catchers at all. Matt, after the break, we will check out your team and see who you are going to draft. But I want to tell you about rockauto.com. We have talked about them many times, not only on this podcast, but across the entire Locked On Network, including the Peacock and Williamson show I do every day. They are a very good friend of the Locked On Network. And a lot of you guys repair or maintain your cars to save money. That makes an awful lot of sense. A lot of you do it as a hobby or as a way of just um, bettering the vehicle you drive at a really good deal. And Rock Auto is the only way to do it. I mean, because chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus do-it-yourselfers, where rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are always reliably low. Uh, rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will, you know, will bear, much like airlines do. Uh, it's for everybody and does not require membership or account logins. You know, Rock is a RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts for hundreds of manufacturers. Uh, the RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Um, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, two words, 
in in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new locked on today podcast Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Matt, so far in our Dynasty Superflex team building exercise, you have drafted Patrick Mahomes. Great start there. Obviously, he is the 101 in this format. You added Nick Chubb in the late second round and George Kittle in the early third round. Now you've got this late fourth rounder. Uh, Without getting into the specific choices you you have here, what are you thinking about your team? Obviously, you've got one of each uh, of those positions. No receiver yet, as we said previously. So what are you thinking? Do you you feel like you need to reach for a quarterback? Are you kind of taking best player available? What do you think? That's kind of the the dilemma I'm having in my noggin right now. Is it time to reach for that quarterback or can I go one more round and hope for the best and maybe throw a lot of Darnolds and Wentz at the fan later in the draft and hope one hits type of deal? I'm a little torn on that because – if I wait much longer, it could really bite me. You know, I mean, we know how these runs happen. All of a sudden, there could be eight guys off the board, and wow, I'm left with nothing. So I'm a little torn there. So I guess it depends who the sixes I have to pick from. But as of now, I'm nervous that I have three selections and only one quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I would be as well. It It is just the way it broke with your... Um, I know at one point you didn't have any quarterbacks available. I believe that was your second round pick. You didn't have any quarterbacks available to choose from. And um, obviously the way we're setting this up, limiting ourselves to six picks, that's never the position you're going to be in. But feeling the need to reach for a quarterback uh, is certainly something a lot of dynasty managers feel in a super flex format that's why you know we we keep going back to these incoming rookies we need these guys we need trevor lawrence and justin fields and and zach wilson and and trey lance we need these players to come in and and really uh, almost produce immediately or at least give us some type of return on our investment early because the the quarterback position is, is kind of fading i mean you talk about we looked at Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill's a low-end quarterback one right now, and Tannehill's been solid. He's He's been, you know, certainly much better than we expected after the start to his career, but I don't think of Ryan Tannehill as a, as a QB one in Dynasty. No, or a league winner or somebody I fear playing against on the weekend, and I think the Titans are losing pieces more than they're gaining them, including Smith, who I mentioned is now the Falcons head coach. And Tannehill's not young. I mean, I think people forget. You know, you kind of look at him as a prospect and a developing guy in his Miami days. Well, you know, he came in the league a little older. And, I mean, his he's in his prime if he's lucky, you know. Right, right. Well, let's look at the options you have. Again, you've got Mahomes, you've got Chubb, and you have George Kittle. Your options in the back half of the fourth round are Miles Sanders, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 
Terry McLaurin, Jared Goff, Mike Evans, and Kirk Cousins. I will just throw out this data. Uh, this ADP data was collected before the Goff-Stafford trade. We have not called Matthew Stafford's name yet. Uh, when when we refresh this data and, and run these mocks, my expectation is Matthew Stafford would be drafted ahead of Jared Goff. I would take. I would yes. rather have Stafford now. I think you would as well. Um, but for these purposes, he's not available. Jared Goff is, as is Kirk Cousins, and a couple running backs, a couple wide receivers. You've got some options here. What are you going to do? Yeah, I think Goff will be the Lions starter this year, even if they draft someone high. Um, I think that's a project for another day. And frankly, I think he'll be a starter in the league in some capacity for the next, for the foreseeable future. Maybe he gets dealt again next year. Who knows? Mm. Um, I also think Cousins is one of the 32 starting quarterbacks, and he always puts up better numbers than the sexiness of his pick indicates. You know, nobody does cartwheels when you take Kirk Cousins. But at the end of the year, it's not so bad. And they hit big plays. That offense was a lot better than people realize. I think that's a, a noteworthy thing here. Um, I mean, in terms of yards per play, they were like fourth or fifth in the league. I mean, they were great on on uh, that side of the ball. So it's a better situation than you think. That being said, I want to be more, ex- more comfortable and more excited with my fourth overall pick than Goff or Cousins. So I'm going to live very dangerously and bypass mm. that position. And with the plan of maybe drafting three of them in rounds five through 10 and hope something hits, I'm going with Miles Sanders. I know you're a big Miles Sanders fan. Yep. I think the coaching change there helps him dramatically. I think people forget how bad that offensive line was. I mean, how injured it was. A running quarterback often helps a running back as well, although I don't know if Hurts will use him as a receiver as much as we would like, but I think he's capable of being a great receiver, highly talented, but a little scary not going quarterback here. Very scary. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. That is the pick I would have made as well, uh, not only with your roster, but really in general. I do think when you're talking about the first four rounds, you can you can still afford to to go best player available if that's your um, if that's your goal if that's your strategy. If one guy really stands out, and I think he does in this group, right, right, you can you can still do what you mentioned there and attack the quarterback position or or, or really any position with volume in the those rounds from five or six to 10 or 12 or so Um, you talked about maybe drafting three quarterbacks in that range. You could, you could definitely do that um, and, and probably be okay. I do want to go back to what you said about golf. Obviously uh, he's been kind of a hot topic in dynasty along with Matthew Stafford over the past couple of weeks since that trade. It sounds like you're not quite as concerned. I, I know a lot of dynasty players are are simply just giving up on Jared Goff and uh, maybe even looking at the idea that if we fast forward a year, he's not even a starter in the league. You you disagree with that? Would you be buying Jared Goff specifically in superflex leagues given his expected price drop? Yes. I mean, I don't think he's in a great situation. Um, but 
the team that traded for him just hired the Rams general, you know, a guy from the Rams staff to be their general manager. They know him extremely well and wanted him and turned down very substantial, you know, um, offers for Stafford, from what I understand, for first-round picks this year. And I think a lot of it's because they wanted Goff. And, of course, the Rams need to dump that salary. That was part of the compensation being so big. But I think they have hopes for Goff and think maybe he is the long-term guy. Maybe. And I think that inserting a rookie into that situation, especially with their receivers, the state they're in, is dangerous. That I think you sink or or I think you give Goff a shot this year. And in the end, I mean, I know he's not without his flaws, but I think he's one of the top 20 quarterbacks in the league still. Yeah. Yep. That's fair. I mean, wouldn't the Bears or Washington like to have Jared Goff, you know? Yeah, the Bears. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll we'll see what we'll see what they end up with. I'm I'm looking forward to more quarterback moves. We we even heard some uh, some Russell Wilson whispers over the past day or two. That's kind of interesting as Crazy. well. I I can't imagine he moves, but uh, it, we're we're in for a fun offseason for sure. Matt, you end uh, this Superflex Dynasty team building exercise with Patrick Mahomes, Nick Chubb, George Kittle, and Miles Sanders. I think I like Miles Sanders more than Antonio Gibson still. They're at least very close to think that one of them, uh, one of them's that early fourth rounder, one of them in the back half. Uh, you know, I guess that's not much separation, but uh, those guys are, are a toss up for me. So uh, I think you, I think you narrowed the gap here in this episode. Uh, if I was leading coming in. Yeah. I didn't love what you had the cards you were dealt this in this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, when we come back, we'll continue our rookie profile series and talk about Javante Williams. Yeah, I'm excited to do that. But first, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag, another really good friend of the Locked On Network. And, you know, football season is over, but that doesn't mean you can't put some bets down on futures or next year's Super Bowl champs and all kinds of different wagers you can do at betonline.ag for football. But other sports are booming now, too. I mean, we got hockey going. We got basketball. I mean, there's uh, all sorts of different things to bet on. Playoffs aren't even that far away for those two for, you know, those two leagues. So whatever you're into, do it at betonline.ag. Uh, there's only one place that has you covered, and there's only one place we trust. Of course, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, for a 50% welcome bonus. That's huge. Um, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on, and you receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Wednesdays on Locked On NFL take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchise. Tony Wiggins and James Rapian are joined every week by a locked-on draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Does your team have a premier draft draft pick in the 2021 draft? Get everything you need to know Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's continue our look at the 2021 rookie class. We're talking about Javante Williams today when when i think about this rookie class especially that top tier we're talking about players that will be selected in the first round of dynasty rookie drafts uh we we say this 
a, a year out every year that we've got these guys that we know about. Of course, that this year that includes Jamar Chase. We knew he would be a high draft pick. We knew uh, Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence would be high draft picks. Uh, but we always are, are really counting on those breakout players. And, and this year it's been Javante Williams. I, I, I know he, he certainly was uh, growing. We saw him have a, a very solid sophomore season in 20, uh, 2019. But for the most part, he was not being projected as a, uh, as a potential first-round dynasty pick. And now, uh, I guess I shouldn't say he's a lock, but most people are viewing him as the running back three in this class. Uh, certainly a lot of that is uh, on his own merit. Part of it also comes down to um, to, to how thin this, this running back class is after Najee Harris and after uh, Travis Etienne. So Javante Williams is a junior running back from North Carolina, 5'10", 220 pounds. He shared the backfield at North Carolina with another 2021 rookie prospect, Michael Carter. They're both in this class. Uh, one thing that that I found that was certainly impressive, Javante Williams had the most missed tackles in college football this year. 75 missed tackles, forced missed tackles, I should say. Uh, definitely a powerful runner. Um, added a lot to his uh, to his game as a receiver this past season. This this looks like another guy who can kind of do it all. It, it feels like whenever I'm looking at some of these different profiles, what the draft experts have to say, if the if the con is speed, elite speed, we kind of talked about this yesterday. Um, if the only thing you can say about a player is he lacks elite speed, that's that's a pretty good thing. That makes me feel makes me feel good that uh, he can do everything else pretty well. Matt, what are your early thoughts on? Javante Williams. Yeah, he's a guy I've paid a lot of attention to because I, I do that Steelers show for for the you know for the Steelers, and he is exactly what they're looking for. Like if you don't end up with you know a top guy in round one, I think Williams in the second round would be a fit. So I've I've given him more attention than most prospects. I wish he were at the Senior Bowl. We saw Michael Carter there. I mean that would have been great to see him there as well. I would love to have combine numbers on him, not just speed, but everything in general. I think he's a, a good athlete, but he's not a blow-you-away, five-star type athlete. You, you mentioned the missed tackle numbers. Uh, I assume you've seen that from Pro Football Focus, and that he's very, very uh, respected from their draft experts, which I totally yes. understand, and you know, that's a big stat for them, and it does translate to the pros. And for better or worse, it reminds me a little of David Montgomery, who is a similar profile guy coming out of school and took him a, a, a second, but he ended up being fine. Uh, I think Williams is more explosive and more athletic, though. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. We'll get into the comps soon, uh, but but David Montgomery is one of him, one of them. He's a name that I saw come up and. And when you talk about forcing, uh, forcing those missed tackles, that was something that uh, w Montgomery supporters kind of hung their hat on when he was coming out, that that was mm -hmm. uh, something that he excelled at uh, at the college level. And like you said, it, it, did, it took a little while. We had a, had a great end of the uh, second season for Montgomery. Um, 
Javante Williams, I, I said, I think he's likely the RB3 in this class. You'll definitely find some people who consider him the the second best back in the class from a dynasty standpoint. Uh, I think ultimately we're looking at uh, him somewhere in that back half of the first round of dynasty rookie drafts, anywhere from 6 to 12. Obviously, that range is, is so tightly packed in right now that um, – it's going to be determined so much by both draft capital and landing spots. Uh, I think we have to look at Williams as as a day two pick. Um, I yeah. would think second round, uh, but certainly I guess could fall to the third round. I haven't seen really any first round buzz on him though. No, I mean, I would think like the latest he could fall would be top of the third round to Atlanta, you know, something like that. Or, you know, I mean, I, I would think he's somewhere from pick 40 to 65-ish neighborhood. Yeah. For, you know, yeah. something like that. And there's just not a lot of needs for running backs, of course, too. And two will already be, you know, landed by then. Right. We do assume both Harris and Etienne are, are being drafted ahead of him. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe there's somebody else ahead of him as well. I, I think he's the third best back in this class. Um Let's talk about comps. Le'Veon Bell, Aaron Jones. We already mentioned Montgomery. Uh, all of those players are obviously, especially Bell and Jones, obviously players who can um, give offer something as a as a pass catcher as well. And we have seen that with Williams. I mean, he's really he's really a solid all around back. Yeah, he's a hard guy to find. You know, negatives on. Even if he ran a four six two, I don't care. You know, frankly. Um, those are pretty rich comps, though. I mean, just in terms of well-roundedness. I mean, there was a stretch there. Lev Bell was about the best receiving back in the league, and Aaron Jones is pretty darn good. Montgomery even came on as a, as a receiver. I mean, he was targeted a lot this past year. I need to watch Williams more, I guess. I just didn't think him quite in that tier as a receiver, but he's a good receiver. Yeah. Well, you, you know how comps go. We always seem right, to aim right. high, right? right? We always aim high. You talked about Atlanta. Any other uh, teams stand out as, as good landing spots specifically for Williams, or are you basically just hoping he lands uh, with one of those teams who has a, a clear need? I mean, the Steelers in Atlanta really come to mind with these top, these top running backs for me. Um, do you think Miami goes that direction? They have a lot of picks. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the only thing that makes me think they might. Um, mm-hmm. In general, I, I I was impressed with Miles Gaskin this yeah. year. So um, maybe that means they use a a day three pick on on a running back. But I I would be surprised if it's Williams or or Etienne or um, or Harris for Miami. But but I'm with you, Atlanta. And and Pittsburgh really feel like the the, the prime two spots, and um, I, I guess free agency will determine some of the other moves. I mean, Seattle Carson is a free agent. I mm. think he probably stays there, but if he doesn't, that becomes a big spot. Things like that. Arizona is a little intriguing to me. Right, Arizona Drake uh, is also a free agent. So if if they go, um, little beefier guy. Right. Well, they've, they've been mentioned in the Aaron Jones sweepstakes, too. So, um, like I said, free agency will determine. We'll see where Jones lands. 
Uh, we'll see where Drake and Carson and these, these second-tier guys land as well. Maybe that's Atlanta or Pittsburgh. Um, is James Conner still definitely gone? Unless he – the only chance – I th- he, he won't be the Steelers' number one. I think he could test the market. Nobody wants him. He says, I'll take a very friendly deal on a one-year contract, and they still draft somebody high and don't guarantee him yeah. a starting job. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's possible. I'm not sure people are going to be beating down his door. Right. Well, the the running back class, I, mean, I wouldn't say it's top-heavy. We've got we've got Jones at the top, but but it is deep with some of those – some of those players in the the James Conner tier as far as dynasty mm-hmm. goes. Yeah. There will be some running back movement for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, we we've talked a lot about quarterback, but uh but we'll see running backs move too. This episode was brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. This exciting collection of truly unique limited edition diamond engagement rings is available now only at BlueNile.com. That is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.